listening to WJND, 1480 CR 97.5 FM. This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal, 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 Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. All right, you can start bringing me down. We got a little static for some reason. This mic doesn't seem to be working very well. Yeah. Hello, people. Hello, this could be my headphones. There it goes. There it goes. So it might be my headphones. Oh. I don't know why this is not working. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, so bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. I'm having a little trouble with my headphones, and it's okay. It's okay. Um, this is a very important show today. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, if you can hear my voice, I hope that, uh, that you feel it's a good morning to be alive. Uh, I hope that you're happy to be alive. Life is not guaranteed to you. Welcome to the Jamal Show on WKND 97.5 FM, 1480 AM Hartford in the surrounding towns. I am Jamal C. Wright, your loving host. Thank you for being with us. It is a hard day today, and you will understand why soon. Um, I want to tell you first that my views do not represent those of this station, as we are two separate entities. I want to thank specifically the sponsors of our show, the first sponsors, Dr. Wilfred Sampson, Dr. Michael Green of the Hartford Smiles Dental Center on 11 Asylum Street in downtown Hartford. I want to go ahead and play you their spot before I get started. Are your teeth yellow? Do you have an older bite? You need Dr. Wilfred Sampson and Dr. Michael. You get the food in between your teeth. Number 11 on the side of the street. Pretty staff, that's a laughing gas. You take cars and cash. You get the job done fast. That's right. You get the job done fast at Harlem Smiles on 11 Asylum Street, fourth floor apartment. You got the brand new office tools for you to sit back and relax while we clean your teeth over thirty nine ninety nine. Don't have issues. So come visit well, us at Harper Smile, the only minority owned dental office in downtown Harper County. Our office is at 11 Street, right above the Burger King in downtown Harper. So you can make it an appointment. 860-461-7721. That is 860-461-7721. Dr. Wilson Sampson and Dr. Michael Green of Harper Smile. We get the job done fast. Okay, that's Dr. Wilfred Sampson. Dr. Michael Green and Dr. Wilfred Sampson are my sponsors for this show. They deserve all the credit for running a really great business on 11 Asylum Street. Um, I come to you today with a heavy heart, and I'll explain in a minute. But first, I've got a story to tell you. This begins in around 2017 when I met a young lady. I say young lady because she was and is significantly younger than I am. Her name is not important, but this lady and I ended up in a very close, intimate relationship. We spent lots of time together and planned a possible future together. Now, as with all relationships, there are a lot of ups and downs. Uh, things are rocky for a while, particularly last summer, the summer of 2018, during a point 
In time, that summer, I simply stopped hearing from this young lady. I remember it was like yesterday. I was taking a summer walk and I realized that she and I hadn't talked for a few weeks. So I tried to call her, no answer. Now, I was just realizing it, but I had been given the silent treatment and I began to figure that she and I may never talk again. Now I'm gonna make this relevant to, to an issue today, so stay with me. Later through a mutual friend, we were back in contact, but things weren't the same between us. It was as if there was something that had changed. Once we were chatting again, I remember one day in particular where she sent me a video chat message from her parents' place in upstate New York. I was wondering why she was up there. She was talking about how she was feeling a little sick and nauseous, especially now that she was pregnant and that she had to go lay down. I put the phone down and continued my day and it actually took me about 15 minutes to register that this young lady had told me she was pregnant. That kind of explained the lack of communication for that period. So there's the dilemma, right? That's how it happens. You're in a relationship that you're not sure whether or not it would last and you're hit with an event that seals the permanency of the relationship. Now, are there any children listening? Not everybody's parents had to benefit to sit down and plan their entire lives out before they had children like your parents did. Back in my mother's days, they used to call that situation unplanned. It used to lead to things like shotgun weddings, weddings under the shotgun of the father-in-law. Older people will remember that. Now back to the story. The question is put to me after I find out about this pregnancy, should we terminate the pregnancy? It can be done rather quickly and easily from where this young lady was located at the time. In retrospect, who knows if this suggestion to me was serious or not. It may have just been said to me in an effort to see where I stand on the issue. But I was asked if I want to keep the baby. Before I go further, I need to add more to the story. First of all, the young lady actually found out pretty late that she was pregnant. So she was still taking some other medication during the earlier stages of her pregnancy. As a result, the baby's heart was affected from the medication. So at first, we didn't even know if this child would survive. Two weeks later, I was told of the pregnancy, or two weeks after I was told of the pregnancy, there was a doctor's appointment, a special one, to check the baby's heart after the meds were stopped. The report was given back to me that the baby's heart was strong. So now I'm given this decision. Should we keep the baby? I didn't know if the relationship would last. There would be child support to pay for 18 years. Baby's mamas or notoriously unfun to deal with. What am I setting myself up for? But then on second thought, here's the spark of life that we now know will be a boy. We have given him the name Simon. This unborn baby boy has overcome toxic medications to get to this point. Two weeks ago, the same doctor told us that we better not go buy any baby clothes just yet. And of course, people are calling. But I'm going to get through what I have to say. So we were told by this doctor that we would not, we should not be planning for this baby to survive. Now the doctor is saying that the baby's heart is strong. This baby appears to be fighting to stay alive to me, and I am the baby's father. I couldn't imagine being the obstacle, keeping my son from being alive or having a life that he wants to have. I felt like this baby was telling me with his heartbeat 
that it wanted to be here. And at that point, I could never be the type of man to keep my child from a life that he deserves. In fact, I asked myself during that time, well, how could any man kill his own child? These were, in fact, the most pro-life moments I've ever had in my life, and I kept the baby. I don't see how anybody in my particular situation would not have. But not everybody has my situation. Some people are sexually abused or the victims of incest. The truth is that there are many reasons why a woman may not want to go through with pregnancy. If her life is threatened, that's an easy one. But what if she is poor and or mentally ill? Our system is not kind to people in that situation. What if she's a single mother with eight kids or had drunken sex with a stranger and now is pregnant with a man she doesn't know or by a man she doesn't know? None of these are my excuses. They're just things that happen. Life is complex and a lot of people have a hard time with this abortion issue, don't they? Recently, people have been protesting in several states over the last few days, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, you name it, Ohio, and for good reason. We'll get to that later. The extent of abortion rights in America is the one base issue that splits the two major parties. Republicans are known to be pro-life and Democrats are known to be pro-choice. That's the one thing that defines each party. It also separates religious people from the secular. But the truth is, and I speak from experience, that nobody rationally celebrates abortion, even if it's not in the most convenient circumstances. Pro-life or pro-choice, that's the binary choice that we have when it comes to this issue. You see it? You see the problem? The problem is this. Our Constitution provides for two things. It provides for individual rights for us to pursue happiness, and it also provides for a system of government to protect us. It provides us freedom and protection at the same time. Sometimes those two things conflict with each other. Satisfying those two constitutional provisions of freedom and protection becomes a complex task when it comes to abortion. Sure, the woman is free to do what she wants with her body, but at what point is our system of government supposed to step in to protect the life of the baby as a separate interest? Some people say that the baby is viable as a person when it is consummated, as a fertilized egg. Well, if you believe this way, abortion is going to be illegal to you, all abortion. Others say that the baby is only viable when it comes naturally out of the body. This would make abortion legal up until the baby is born. So now you can see the problem. Where is the balance that is fair to both the baby and the mother? Rational people struggle with this. A certain set of nine rational people in particular famously struggle with this. Some people call them the U.S. Supreme Court. When does the government's responsibility to protect the fetus become vested? In, virtually un, in a virtually unknown ruling you've never heard of called Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court took on the task of deciding when the unborn fetus has a right to live that outweighs the mother's privacy right to determine the outcome of her pregnancy. They said, and I hope you know I'm paraphrasing here, they said, that any abortion that occurs past the first trimester is murder, unless it is done to save the life of the mother. In other words, when the baby is viable, you cannot abort it. And they chose the second trimester as the moment of viability. They chose it kind of randomly if you talk to doctors. Uh, later on, this was refined. This ruling was refined to, um, to be a general viability standard because every baby develops at a different rate, right? So. The baby's viable, you cannot abort it. That's what the Supreme Court says now. 
1992, the Supreme Court established that restrictions on abortion are unconstitutional if they place an undue burden on a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus is viable. Viability means that it can live outside the body. Now, these rulings have the effect of making abortion legal in all 50 states with some agreed upon restrictions. But the thing about the Supreme Court is that it's allowed to change its mind. And frequently it does do so when justices get replaced. So the Supreme Court does overturn itself from time to time. And the argument can be made that now people are setting up a situation where they can happen again, where abortions as a right can be abandoned by the government and delegated to the states. How are they doing that? Well, states are now passing laws with the intent of challenging the existing law governing abortions. In effect, they are doing this to get it to the Supreme Court and have them reconsider the applicability of Roe versus Wade. For example, last week, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed into law a bill that could punish doctors who perform abortions with up to life in prison. She said when she signed it that the law was probably unenforceable, but she said she wanted the Supreme Court to revisit Roe versus Wade again. That's why she signed the law. Georgia passed a bill that would make performing an abortion illegal once a heartbeat is detected which is usually around six weeks, which happens to be a lot of times that's before a woman even knows she's pregnant. Not to mention that when you detect a heartbeat, the heart isn't pumping blood. There is no blood at that level. Similar laws have been passed in Ohio and Mississippi. And the Missouri House has passed a bill to ban abortions in the eighth week of pregnancy. So this is really cutting it close. Another bill banning abortion at six weeks has been quickly moving to Louisiana. Some people don't even know they are pregnant at six weeks, as I said before. We can expect that the Supreme Court may revisit this issue, but my personal view is similar to that of Bill Clinton, who famously said, abortions should be legal, rare, and safe. And they are right. That's what they are now, in fact, which is why I would explain that I, I support the, the status quo regarding, regarding Roe versus Wade. It's to stay the same way it is right now. The law as it stands, no abortion at the viability stage or beyond. That makes sense. There's no doubt that babies should not be killed, both symbolically and literally. Babies are the only hope for the survival of the human race. Baby killers are the most hated inmates in prison and for good reason. But pragmatically, the question is not whether babies should be killed, if the question were whether babies should be killed, then the answer would be a super easy. No, babies should not ever be killed. The real question is at what point can government enforce morals on a woman regarding something inside her body? The question is what role does government play in abortion rights? I would make the argument to you that government is, a, is already a monolith, it's already too big. So let's say that government makes abortion illegal tomorrow, as many people would like to see. How can government practically monitor every pregnant woman to make sure she doesn't ever get an abortion? Because even before Roe versus Wade, women were still getting abortions. They just weren't getting the abortions from doctors. You know, some states have recently approved laws that threaten doctors with prison time. So obviously women are gonna get desperate, right? They're gonna get it from somewhere. Will they start throwing mothers in jail as well? 
America has always been a place of expanding rights, and I don't see the right to privacy over one's own body being rolled back and women just accepting it. After all, being forced to carry a baby to term can legitimately be considered a form of slavery, can it not? We will see what happens with this, but I do not think that Roe versus Wade will be overturned, although there may be some heavier restrictions placed on abortions by the states. We will keep watching this story as it unfolds. I wrote the outline to discuss abortion last night. Um, and this morning, I got a call right before I got to the station saying that my young boy, Simon, did not wake up this morning. Now, you may be wondering why I'm here at the radio station. Well, I can assure you I may not be here next week. Um, this may be the end of the show. I just want to tell everybody out there that they should love their babies. It could be a miracle that when I get out of here, I've heard that my young child did in fact survive. But I, I, I'm not, I, I doubt that. So um, thank you for joining me on the Jamal Show. Um, my, my young boy may not be alive when I get out of this show today. And um, I pray to God for me. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all the pictures. Um, all the pictures on my phone. All the things that I was going to tell him. But I wish you all the best day possible. From now on, my life is going to be split into two halves. Before this day and after this day. And I guess we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you for joining me on the Jamal Show. I'm sorry. 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 I'